Joyful Jackie, what happened? <laughs> she blew it. I didn't know. Jackie's like, what? <laughs> yeah, one job. One job, Jackie. See, she's not a Patriots fan. She doesn't understand doing your job, so. Welcome to episode eight of the Joyful Miles podcast, the podcast that is all about enjoying life one mile at a time. I'm your host, Rob, and joining me this week, we have Megan. Hello. And Jackie. Hi. And Laura. Hey, everybody. And uh, this week, we're going to be getting into the mental aspect of running, how to overcome some of those mental games. Uh, But first, as always, Laura, we want to give some shout outs to some folks. Is that right? I am, and since we are still so excited about registering early for the Dopey Challenge, I, yay. I hope you're not, you're, you're going to hear about this all the time, so just get used to I, it. I know. You guys, by the end of the year, you're going to be like, oh, God, no more Dopey. Like, we're only 11 we months away. Give... <laughs> I'm going to give a quick shout out to those subscribers who have told us that they are registered for Dopey already, because we're so excited for them, and that is going to be Rob Z. I'm not going to try to uh, say your last name because I'm going to mess it up. But he also got to meet Megan at the race retreat. That was that was pretty cool. She's got a really cute picture. i got to put that up. In also, the flesh. <laughs> congratulations to Ryan Teets and my friend Kimberly Estabrook and Nicole Schuster. Congratulations, everyone, for getting to the dopey. Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted. It's going to be a great weekend. That's going to that's gonna be a party. That's going to be an amazing weekend. So the interesting part of this is, is, you know, after the travel agent piece was offered for people to register early for Dopey or Marathon Weekend next year, those of us, not everyone, it seems, but those of us who participated in Marathon Weekend this past year got a thank you for your participation. And because of that, you can register early for a $10 discount. So it seems that Run Disney is trying to get people to commit earlier um, because we just found out for those individuals who ran light side in Disneyland last last weekend, I believe it was, or the weekend before they start to run together is they've offered the same thing. So it seems that this may be something that Run Disney is going to continue to do in the future. So offer people who've run that, that race most recently the opportunity to register a little bit before, A, the general public or any of the early registration pieces. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great, but I you do have to wonder people who you know, got annual passes, some people get it so they can register early and now they yeah, but that's become so. I mean, you know, I don't know. I would tell that, you, it's I only ten percent for that, and they sell out like yeah, that. If, and if a lot of people pass, use the links. Yeah. Yeah, if you're getting an annual pass just to try to register early, that's stupid. Because it, it just does they take sell away out so one fast. of it's, your it's true. Though that's the only thing. Like, you know, there's you so want... few spots. It's really not a great benefit yeah, now. It's, it's and... not. A, it's not much of a benefit at all. Um, right. I I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't. I mean, I think annual passes are great. I, I definitely, if you're going to go more than a couple of times a year, it's definitely worth it. But mm-hmm. just to get it for that, or people get it just for the discounts, you're you're, you're stupid. That's that's not, <laughs> that, that is not, that's a horrible. Don't hold back. Tell <laughs> no. us how you really feel. <laughs> it, no, it's true, because I hear this, I've, I've heard this a lot, actually. Like, people, like they'll, they'll get an annual pass and say, like, well, can I use it for, to register for my race? A couple of things with that. So you've got to have an activated annual pass. So you have to actually go mm-hmm. first. Um, and activate it at the parks before you can have access to things like the discounts and um, you know the, the pre-registering. And, and again, the, the the spots are so limited; these things sell out quickly. You know, it, you have to wonder. Um, I, you know, I'm just thinking, like, okay, so for the annual pass, you said there's like 10 percent. 
how many have registered for the, you know, the travel agent thing. And now, not only that, now you have like the emails when it does come down to, you know, the regular registration, how many really will be available for Dopey? And I say Dopey only because the 5K, I think, and the 10K have a more limited um, capacity. So you got to wonder, like, how many have signed up already? And so that point, means how I many think... will be available when it goes to the general public. It's a good point, but I think if you know what have we been talking about for the last few months? These races aren't selling out. The decline in in registrations, um, and again, if you run Disney, you you got to do something to try and and, and get interest and, and spark some excitement. And I think it's working. You know, what, I, I totally agree. You know, I, think, I just wonder about this this coming dopey only because there to is us. A I mean, <laughs> we started. I mean, I think they're marketing. I mean, all I can say, I said it before, is well played, run Disney, well played, because yeah. they are marketing geniuses. Good job, run Disney. Yeah. You got you got me staying at yeah. an all star. <laughs> yeah, here we are again. Poor Rob. I cannot wait. I'm just, to, I'm just I cannot wait to shoot video so. there. That's that's my goal. Um, no, you have to just stay there at least one. I always want you to experience so we can do a documentary on like, <laughs> it's like the rich at the office. It's not like that. I'm not like that at all. <laughs> I just wanted to see your experience. I'm going to be like Joe Millionaire, you know, going undercover. like to, Yeah, to, at the office. <laughs> I'm going I'm to play like a moderate income person. <laughs> It's not like that. I'm only kidding. I'm kidding. We should I'm... just do like a, a faux documentary about it. It'd be funny. With your small towel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we got, we got sidetracked. Us, no. How's that? Very. Okay. All right. So, well played, Run Disney. Yeah, and I, I, think it's, I think it's a good strategy, and we'll see how it pays off. I think it works better for the bigger races. Um, I'm not sure how much of an interest it sparks in a, a race like Lightside. I don't know. I'm not familiar with how that race generally turns out. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think the the interesting part is, is you know, and I think this is something we're going to talk about tonight. Is from from a mental standpoint, it messes with you, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we just said that a lot of run Disney races they haven't been selling out. The marathon didn't sell out. Dopey didn't sell out. You know, they were still offering some things. You know, additional races at the expo for some of these, and so. You know, we talk about marketing, but it becomes a mental thing is, you know, you start to do it and how do, how do you get that out of your head, you know, because you want to be one of those people that does it and can you sit by and wait and, you know, take your chances or do you have to get in to know that you're in? You know, I think the mental games we play with ourselves are very similar to some of the mental games we do when we try to run, right? So how how do we go about figuring out how we're going to get through some things or even how we're going to register for some things and how we fit that into our life, you know, similar to how do we fit our running into our life and how do we make sure we stay the course with some of the things that are very difficult. Running is such a mental game. It's you, sure against, is. It's you, it's you <laughs> against yourself, you know, and, and it's, it's, it, it, for the most part can be a lonely experience, but I think we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, but yeah, so let's get to it. Like, how do we stay motivated on our runs, our training runs, our races, um, regardless of distance? Um, so let's start with you, Lara. What is what is one thing that came to mind when we were kind of throwing this topic out there? All right, so this is my number one mental trick to get me through a long run. And that is I'll take the whole distance of the run. Say I'm doing like a 20-miler. 
I'll divide it by half and then add one. So for 20 miles, that would be mile 11. I focus on just getting to mile 11 because then I am over one mile over the halfway point. So every step I take thereafter, I'm already over the halfway and I'm going downhill. Well, not literally going downhill, but I don't know. That's just, that's my little magic number to get me through these long runs. Like, um, sorry, do you do that even with like a five mile run? Will you be like, I got to get to three? No, no, no. Usually, oh, usually anything that's over a, a anything over a ten, I'll play that trick. Play that trick even mm-hmm. for like a, a five, just to see. Because sometimes it's just like if you're not in the mood, maybe that helps get you through. I always okay. struggle um, when I'm when I'm running off. If I and I I know mentally, if I get to three miles, I'm good. Once I get past three miles, it's kind of my distance where I'm finally feeling good and finally getting into a rhythm. And um, and I think that you have to know that for yourself. Like, where, what is your limit like what what's your what's your happy zone uh where you kind of start feeling where you're you know you're 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 doing well and you're feeling good and you're in a you're in a good spot um and you can kind of keep going from there and and it's funny because it doesn't matter if i'm doing 10 miles 20 miles whatever if i get to three (laughs) that's 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 a good sign that i'm gonna i'm gonna do okay three is a good number yeah well and i think for me as i i I chunk it down, but I know, you know, on a certain trail that I go on is if I go out a certain way, I, um, I have to come back. So either way I yeah. have to, you know, if I know I want to do at least something, I have to force myself sometimes to go out, you know, even if it's a six mile run, well, I have to go out three miles. And so you can, I plan my, my route and then I start playing games to say, okay, well, I can run through this parking lot or I can do that and I'll get to a certain number of miles before I'll turn around. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's definitely one of the things I do. I do that too. Like if I'm at home, I have this route and if I go all the way out, I'm six miles out. I have no other choice but to come back home and right. do my 12. Right. Other than that, I'm calling up Bob and yeah. saying, come get me. So <laughs> I only had point. to do that once. Thank God. I was going to say, have any of you ever had to do the phone call? No. And I've thought about it. Cause yeah, if I'm doing, if I'm doing 20 miles, I'm 10 miles out. And if, mm-hmm. if I decide I'm like not feeling it, I got to suck it up and come back. Cause usually Lauren's not around for me to call her when I'm doing these training runs. <laughs> I'm either that or going to jump into a cab and I don't have money. I had an emergency. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't poop in a cornfield. So I, <laughs> I had to call. <laughs> but that's a good I point. I think. I'm in farm country people. Okay. <laughs> Well, and I, I mean, I've been in a group where we've had somebody had an injury along the way and, you know, I've run back with somebody to get a car to pick them up, but um, luckily I haven't been that person, but there were enough of us and it wasn't that long, but it's still, you know, when you're hurt and you're wobbling and you can barely walk, it's pretty big deal. So I, um, that, that's one thing I, I definitely do, but I, I know we'll probably touch upon it, but. I've always said I'm much of a social runner, so it was much more difficult for me to run by myself, mm-hmm. um, even though I forced myself to do it. So I find if you have the ability to meet somebody so that you have to show up at a certain time, otherwise you continue yeah. to put it off and put it off and put it off. And then and you have a that person is someone who's going to nag you if you don't show up. So, right. That's right. Sometimes you just got to get up and get it over with. You know, like you have plans in the day you force yourself to get up, get it. You say, okay, if I get up, get early, I could be home by eight or nine o'clock in the morning and have the whole day free, you know, like, let's just get it over with. That works. Mm-hmm. I've had where I've been out and wanted to call home because I had no water. 
But instead, I like tried to call my friends or neighbors who maybe I was near and say, can you put some water out on the porch for me? One time I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, please, can I have some water? Yeah. I'll come back and buy a donut after. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think that's an important piece, too, uh, being properly, you know, nutrition, having the proper fluids with you, too, because that, that's part of the mental aspect, too, because it's like, especially on the warmer, when it gets warmer out, when it's like you know, those 70, 80 degree days when you're out there running, um, if you don't have enough water, mentally, you're like, oh, crap, what do I do? Uh, so one of the things I do, um, I just started running with the uh, hydration pack, so we'll see how that kind of works out. But um, typically I have a belt that has some water bottles on it, but I also usually try to keep at least my debit card on me. So if I have mm-hmm. to run into a store, because I, I, my routes usually pass a few stores, um, I, can, I can jump in you know, and, and, and grab something to drink real quick. Um, the other thing I do too is if, since my routes are usually out and back, I'll take a couple of bottles with me and just toss them to the side of the road, kind of plant them, and so I know that when I, at least when I come back, I got something to kind of get me through. Kind of look forward to it. Yeah, I used to when I was my first half marathon. I remember training, you know, up to thirteen, and I had my running belt and I had my sports beans, and I had this thing in my head like every mile I'd get a bean, mm-hmm. and it was like my treat. Like I was so excited. To have my I was actually bean. doing that for the marathon because I—that's the first time I actually ran with sports beans. And I found that if I every every mile, if I took a couple, it kind of like just got gave me something. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like a little reward. Right. So good. Mm-hmm. And my, uh, Rob, that reminds us. Remember that game when we played yes. for the first marathon? It was uh, Jenny, Rob, and I. And every time we hit a mile marker, we had to share something about ourselves, like what our favorite movie was, what our favorite book was, our favorite song. And it was just nice. We would just have this conversation, and before we knew it, here comes the next mile marker and you know we weren't even still done so that was that was a pretty cool cool game that's fun yeah and that's one of the benefits to running with somebody you know you can have those conversations that kind of distract you especially when you're starting to feel good in those later miles um and and for me it was the opposite because i'm I'm such a loner when i'm running because i train by myself i primarily run races by myself um you know when i went to wine and dine last year almost two years ago now that was the first time i ever ran with anybody during a whole race and I was a little weirded out about it at first because Laura was like, oh, we can run together because we are in the same corral. And I was like, how's this going to go? Because <laughs> I'm so used She's to just weird. running by myself. You know? Know. It's not like I'm an antisocial or anything, but it's just like, how, how would I react to that? I, I wasn't sure, but it, it, it's a huge benefit. Um, and especially for like mar- Marathon, oh my gosh, in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I mean, we try to have the same um, mentality with Disneyland where we we're going to have those conversations, but it just never really panned out because we were having too much fun. You know, yeah. There was like the miles sneaking place. up on us. It was too short. So, all right, who's next? You? I um, I will say, you know, we similar to one of the things we talked about with different how you get to get certain places. You know, I I shared this when we talked about the marathon itself as we got to different milestones. So, you know, each park or each milestone was another one down. Um, I break my long runs into a lot of times five miles or, you know, four miles, depending on how many it is. So I have, you know, four, four milers to do. And that makes it less challenging because you can go out and back and do four miles and that's not such a big deal. But to say, if I have 16 miles to do, God help me, I swore I'd never do it again. Um, (laughs) That, (laughs) it, you know, you're, and that honestly helped me through the marathon. I was like, I'll never have to run this many miles again in my entire life. And so maybe that's why that finish line picture was so wonderful. But those are, those are some of the things that I think about. I broke it down into chunks, completely broke it down into chunks. That's stuff. I definitely do that when I, especially when you get into the longer runs, like the really long runs. (laughs) 
I know I run through a park and it's like two miles. So it's, it just breaks it down. Cause I'm like, okay, I got to go around 10 times or whatever, even six or seven times. It it's definitely helpful if you have a route that you know, and you can get used to the miles without having to look, you know, if you, if you mm -hmm. mentally know where you are at each mile marker, it definitely helps. And I, I think having that mm -hmm. type of a route and with Mayan, um, I can do a four mile run. I can do a 20 mile run. I can kind of adjust it based off on how far I want to go. Because mentally, I know if I get to a certain point, it's twice as miles going back. So in my head, I'm like, okay, can I keep going for another? And you're kind of pushing yourself to do it. You know, you're kind of forcing yourself to, to go that extra mile, so you have to do two more going back. You know, so it's, that, that's kind of the way I look at it, too. And on the flip side of that, it also can be motivating to try a new trail or a new path or somewhere else that's new and exciting. I know I did that once when I had to do a long run, and I ended up getting lost. <laughs> I had no choice but to get my miles in because I had to find my way out. But once it was done, it was kind of like it, it was just like the fastest long run I've ever had because I was so worried about getting home, you know. So in the era it of does GPS, make it exciting when you plan a new route. Like it's just something new to look at, even when you go somewhere, try even races at other places, something yeah. different. Okay. I, and none uh, of us have said the obvious yet, yeah. and that is music. Well, I was about to say it's, podcast for me. Yes, um, podcast. The problem, the problem I have with music oftentimes is I never know what I really want to listen to half the time. And the last thing I want to be doing is fumbling through trying to skip songs or get into try to find what I want. I just want to kind of go and forget. Um, so I tend to listen to podcasts, um, especially longer ones uh, and good ones like Joyful Miles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well played. Shameless you, you knew I had to sneak it in. I had to sneak it in. Um, but they're, you know, try to find entertaining ones. There's, there's so many different topics out there that are interesting to me. Um, so do you have a favorite go-to or are you all over the place? I, I mean, mine definitely skew more towards like Disney. There's a lot of Disney ones I've listened to. Um, some of the ones I like are, um, like just, you know, throw a couple out there. WW Today, that was the first one I listened to. It's changed. It's not the same as it was. It's a new group of people. Um, but I still listen to it. Um, if you're into wrestling, <laughs> there's a couple of wrestling <laughs> ones I like a lot because um, they're they're nice and long and they cover a lot of stuff that I like from a kid from being a kid. Um, there's one called Something to Wrestle With, um, and it's it's with uh, Bruce Pritchard. If if you knew wrestling, you remember Brother Love. <laughs> I'm getting uh, blank stares. I'm, I'm, this is not yeah. the audience. I'm not everybody. Here. <laughs> anyway, Rest so that he's Superfly, by the way. Let's just throw that out there, Jimmy. Superfly Snuka. Yeah, he died. Yeah, this week. So sad. He was he was very involved with the behind the scenes stuff a lot. So he goes way back and they talk a lot about the old days stuff and it's the format's really cool. And and they run like two to three hours. So it's Oh wow. You know, it's, it's and it's just a conversation. Imagine us talking for three hours and people listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we do that every week, but we have to cut it down to, you know, half an hour or so depending upon what we're doing. But um you know, yeah, so basically, if you makes... want to see the fuller version, listen to the podcast. If you want to see the edited version, <laughs> you know, watch so, the video. <laughs> so that's what I tend to do. But, Laura, you mentioned Laura, music. Do you... So what, do you, what kind of music are you listening to? Yeah, what do you... Well, I mostly listen to podcasts or audiobooks, but I do have uh, playlists that I'm not allowed to listen to in, unless it's a case of emergency. And those are the, the most motivating songs that I have. Like, I love Sing and Distance by Cake. I mean, oh, my gosh, you cannot go fast. You know, not, not go fast while you're listening to that song. 
So I'll break that out in case of emergency, but mostly on podcasts or audiobooks. I like to kind of like learn some things. So I uh, listen to Michael Hyatt, very motivating type thing, life improvement type thing, um, self-publishing podcast and some writing podcasts too. And of course, Team Shenanigans, I got to give them a shout out. Love all my Team Shenanigan friends. So yes, that's very motivating, also- especially like you said, when you pick the longer ones. Yeah. And also, um, because I'm such a big Disney nerd, I have a, I have like several hours of like Disney Parks music on my phone, just background yes. loops and attraction music. So that's some of the greatest stuff to listen to because it puts you in that happy place. And it kind of, mm-hmm. especially when I have Disney races that I know are upcoming, because it kind of gets me excited for it, and it kind of takes my mind off of what I'm doing. Like I just envision running around Epcot when the Epcot music comes on, or mm-hmm. you know. And that, so that's I may have wishes on my iPod, um, you know, and Jiminy Cricket starts it off. But yeah. I I haven't <laughs> I haven't been running so much with with music. So I'm usually either with somebody or, as I like to think, talking to the voices in my head. So I do have a lot of conversations with myself during that time. And because if I'm running by myself, I at least will only use one earbud. So a lot of times I'm on a trail or I'm on a place where I need to have access to at least one good ear to listen to for people coming that you might not see or cars. I will throw out one more tip. If you are a movie fan, try uh, downloading uh, soundtracks or uh, cast recordings for Broadway musicals. Like the music from Gladiator, Truman Show, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, this is like epic heart-pounding action-type <laughs> scenes and just, you know. Jackie, you're big into like movie soundtracks and stuff. Do you have any favorites? You know what? I go for the really educational podcasts and I'm really into Perez Hilton. It's a little embarrassing, but it's just fluff, Hollywood fluff. Um, Chris Booker and Perez Hilton they're together they got a little banter they're kind of opposite but I just, it, it distracts me makes me laugh um, and they talk about just Hollywood stuff movies celebrities blah 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 nonsense total nonsense but it's just distracts me from what I'm doing and they're usually like 50-55 minutes and I'm like okay good that's at least 6 miles and then by then I'll be ready for some music I definitely cannot listen to music the whole time. Like, it, it gets it's on my hard. nerves. But yeah, I'm like, oh, I just want my earphones out. So I, I definitely mix it up. I'll do a little music. Well, that's usually my go-to podcast. <laughs> that one. That's my only one. But um, but it's good. What about race day? Anything, like, mentally on race day that you have to do to kind of prepare yourself? Um, maybe not necessarily on the run, but before the run. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about the, the, you know, I have a routine from a, what I eat. So I'm very, very particular about what I eat leading up to a race as well as, you know, the day of the race. My go-to is an English, a very toasted English muffin with peanut butter and a banana. So I can't have it not toasted because that tastes disgusting to me. So I, I know I can stomach it. I know I can run on it and you know, that's, that's my go-to. It's changed over the years, but that's worked for the past year and a half. So we're, we're staying with it right now. Those are the things I have to do. I have to eat that. And I can't drink coffee anymore because if I drink coffee and not enough water, my heart races too much. So too much I'm caffeine. I'm the biggest coffee soon. drinker you'll meet. I can never drink coffee on race day. I just can't do it. Yep, not before I race don't. anyway. I just can't do it. Um, hmm. Part of part of what I like to do, I mean, it sounds 
simple, but it really isn't. Um, people tend to get nervous on race days, and they tend to stress out. And I'm always hearing these stories of like, oh my god, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish today, you know, whatever. It's like, it is what it is. You get to that point, and you know, you just have to trust that you did what you, you know, the right things to get there. So I make an exceptional point to just be as chill as I can be then on race day when I wake up, uh, not really overthink things and just kind of go with the flow um, because adrenaline will take over. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I think the last mm -hmm. thing you want to do is to be extra hyped up. Um, so I, I avoid coffee. I avoid anything that um, will get me too excited before a race um, because once you get going, it's like, oof. So you don't want to crash too early. Um and you know, just kind of keep it. And again, you've you've done everything you can do at that point. So why why worry about it? Right. And I think I sorry. Go ahead, Laura. No, it's fine. I I think for me, I've I haven't you know knock on some wood here. Haven't necessarily done it because I'm compartmentalized. And you know, it's I've prepared enough. Well, for the most part, usually. But I think mental the mental game is is so significant even it's just as significant as doing the physical training because you can be completely trained and have a mental breakdown and you know hit that wall and what do you do to get past that wall whereas you know this marathon weekend yes I've you know I wasn't as trained as I should have been I've had some challenges from even an injury standpoint but I, I had committed to you know run and I I had mentally wrapped my head around it. So the fact that I had mentally wrapped my head around it, I, I felt that was pretty good. It was going to take something significant for me not to finish. I think it's important One to know other. what your wall is. You know, when you're training, right. you know, you're going to know when you get to that, that point. For me, for marathon, it was it was 17 miles. I knew during training, um, and I knew going into the race that 17 was going to be like my, my threshold where if I hit that wall at that point, I knew it was going to be tough to overcome. And I did. That was roughly when I did hit that wall. Um, but I felt comfortable with it because I was expecting it. You know, it's a little mm -hmm. easier when you know it's coming and you know you can get through it. it you know, it's, it's, but if, if you're not, if you're not sure, if you, <laughs> if you're going to go out there and say, hey, I'm going to run 26 miles without having to stop or whatever, that's not, that's not realistic, at least not for, for me. Yeah. Um, so right. I think understanding what your limits are so that when you kind of get to them, it, they, they become a little bit more, um, I don't want to say easy, but certainly more uh, doable uh, to push through. Did anybody have any thoughts mm -hmm. on that or I did a lot of visual visual word visual visualization holy crap I cannot get that word it's very it's very it's very late when we take these by the way <laughs> <laughs> no but I visualize a lot like even when I'm I'm training like if I'm I don't oh. don't feel like going as the race and how do I want to feel on that day do I want to feel prepared do I want to feel ready or do I want to feel stressed and guilty and ashamed because I know that I'm not as trained as I should be? And then I visualize myself at the finish line. How do I want to feel then? Do I want to feel energetic with my hands in the air and proud? Or do I want to be crawling and feeling like I'm, I'm barely going to make it? So I think about these questions and how I want to be on that day, on race day. And I use that visual you know, sight of me just being so excited with my medal to motivate me to get out the door. Or during the run, if I'm or the race, if I'm I'm struggling, I will vi visualize the the finish line and you know crossing it and just you know getting the beer afterwards and one hell of a re you know reward meal. So I do a lot of that. That's, that's I another think reward one. meals is definitely motivate me because sometimes like you know someone will be like, hey, want to go? Jeremy will be like, want to go to dinner tonight? Want to go get some wings? And then I'll be like, well, I got to do a run. And then yeah. in my head, I'm like, I really 
want to enjoy the wings and feel like I earned them, I got to do at least this amount of distance. That'll push me because I want those chicken wings. So <laughs> definitely rewards help, whether it's the metal or the food. Or beer. <laughs> and then speaking of races, a big motivation for me is to pay for a race because yes. I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a tightwad. And, you know, I'm sorry, I'm now hearing people for Princess who haven't been running at all. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> how expensive is this weekend? And you're, and you're not going to train. I just like, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the actual act of paying for a race is always enough to get me training. So, because I don't want to waste the money. That's why and I'm I signing up for as many be, races as I can this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get sometimes you get swept, you have an injury, things like that. But, like. You don't want to get swept. I don't want to get swept because I didn't train. Like, to me, it's like I would I would be upset with myself, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I don't want to have to tell everyone that I I didn't train enough. That's for me. You know, that's my proudness. Now, again, I understand sometimes there's situations, so I'm not bashing anyone who got swept. But for me, that's a fear. I don't want that to happen. So yeah. training prevents that fear from, you know, from happening. Because yeah, you cannot pixie dust your way through a lot of these bigger races, mm. especially dopey. Oh my goodness! And I think understanding, you know, having those moments, those bad experiences, um, whether it's a bad training run or a bad race. Uh, I remember last year running the um, the Runners World Challenge. It was a 5K and a 10K right after each other, and then the next day it was a half. And I was so not prepared for that. I thought I would be, cause, um, but I wasn't, and I had some of my worst times ever. Granted, it was like 90 degrees out middle of July. It didn't help, but, but. <laughs> you know, it was, um, but I don't want to, I don't want to go back to that again, you know, and that's kind of in my head now. I don't, I don't want that to be, you know, my new normal or, you know, I, I want to be better than that. So that, I think having those moments and, and building from them and keeping those at the forefront uh, is important and that, and that's going to help motivate you to continue to strive to be better and to improve um, and to continue to get stronger. I think the other thing is, is you need to be realistic. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, how you mentally prepare, you know, one of the things for wine and dine, we weren't going to do wine and dine. I did, I decided at the last minute, even though I was probably working on like next to no sleep is I looked at it as a training run. So I was still signed up for marathon. I took it as a training run, good, bad, or indifferent. I was getting three shiny medals after just having, having a training run. And so my mentality for that was, okay, we'll take it as it comes. I tried out different intervals. You know, for me, it was the opportunity to try different things because I wasn't expecting anything particular. Um, I think if you go into a race thinking that you're going to get a certain time or you want a certain time and something happens along the way, you could be setting yourself up for disappointment or mm -hmm. you get to a certain point, you know, you're behind schedule and you know, how, how you mentally then prepare for that afterward. Um, you know, there's, there's times where I wasn't going to, and then, and I realized I was going faster and I could have a good proof of time. I was like, Oh, I better bust it a little bit faster for some of these other races that I, I wasn't going to do. So I, you know, sometimes the weather's horrible and you're like, I really don't want to do it. But, um, you know, for a race that I'm signed up for, it's a little bit easier to show up for a race, I think, sometimes than to bail on a training run. So mm -hmm. mentally, you know, whatever works. I mean, you got to figure out what your trigger points are and what works for you versus someone else because everyone's different. Race Motivation's different. They keep you motivated. Like, if we're signing up for Dopey, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got to do stuff between now and then to keep me going. Like, I don't want to just start in September to get ready mm -hmm. for it. Like, I want Buffalo wanna... in May. You can't start in September. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, but that's like in my head. I'm like, all right, if I do that, I can build up for the Buffalo full. Then I could keep it going through the summer, you know, and now I'm like, and then maybe we could find something to do in the fall. Like I'm trying to plan races yeah. to keep me going. Towards hey, Baltimore's it. in the fall. I know. <laughs> once the football schedule comes up. Oh, my God. Um, I did the same thing. I did the same thing for marathon last year. I made sure that because especially when you get into like the fall and the winter in New England, it's tough. So I made sure mm-hmm. that I had a half marathon every month leading up to um, the the marathon for at least the last few months. So I was guaranteeing myself of at least getting one good race in. Um, so I wasn't you know completely going stale. So I think that's important you know to kind of think of your race planning uh, to kind of keep your training going. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a half marathon every month. It can be like a 5K right. or whatever. Yeah, anything. Like what you said, paying the money, you're going to show up. Yeah. You know, so it's good. It's mm-hmm. good motivation. Do you guys find, I just have a question, like your, your probably your best runs, was it something you planned or did they ever just happen you on know, accident? When I say your best runs, I mean like your your record times. Or there's, your, a, there's a couple of, <laughs> I've had, uh, there's three runs I can think of that were my best runs. Um, one of them was the Boston <laughs> 10K um, two years ago, it poured like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it was so rainy and just so miserable. Now, I can't say it was worse than Broad Street because it was at least warmer because it was June. Yeah, but That was um, pretty rough. But I just wanted to get the heck done with and out of there because it was, you were so, it, you had nowhere to go. It was just pouring rain. I mean, people were hiding in the porta potties <laughs> before the race. <laughs> you couldn't use a porta potty because everybody was taking shelter in the porta potties. <laughs> oh my God. So, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, I, I just I, I'd never been so wet, so I, that was one of that was one of my best races, um, and then the best half marathon I ever I ran uh, was in Salem, and it was just I, I it was just a culmination of my training. You know, I just done really well killing at training, um, and then I was at the peak of my physical fitness. Um, did you go into it being like I'm gonna PR, or did, was it just kind of like? No, I, I really didn't think that. Um, I wasn't. It just kind of happened. You know, because I, I wasn't familiar with the course. I really didn't know what to expect. Um, and just kind of going along, it just worked out. Um, and then my best Disney race. Along the lines of what Megan was saying, like sometimes mentally you just, you plan it and it doesn't work out. So right. that's why but I think curious. it's, I think it's, it's, it's important not to set yourself up for failure in that regard. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. we all want to PR. We want to set examples. Again, to Megan's point, you got to be realistic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I went into... My best run Disney race was the Star Wars half marathon last year. And I don't even know why, because I hadn't really been training very hard. Because after marathon, I didn't do a lot of training at all. Um, <laughs> I really didn't. I just, <laughs> that's the beginning of my, my downfall. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It just worked out. And, and and even for stopping for every character photo, it, was, it wasn't it was a bad time. Um, yeah. So, and I just, I just felt great. Um you know, having done the 10K the day before, I didn't really feel any after effects of that. Um, and even after the race, I, I felt fantastic. It just, it was, a, sometimes it just works out that way. You know, I think, but I think it kind of goes to what I was saying before. I, I just, I mentally kind of clear my head. I don't really have many expectations. Like people are asking me um, for like Buffalo, like what what do you expect to finish? Mm, I don't, I don't have any expectations. For I just want to finish. Just, just want to finish, you know. <laughs> That's for me. I just want to. So you know, maybe great. you know, I'm, I'm shooting for like four and a half hours, but I'm not stressing about it. Um, you know, we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. That'll be my barometer of where I'm at and what I need to do. Uh, hopefully, I can get into New York and 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 really try to push myself for that. But you know, ultimately, I do want to qualify for for Boston. But 
at the same time, it's, you know, if it happens, it happens. If not, I'm not worried about it. You know, what, what's important to you, I guess, is, is, is what you need to kind of be honest with yourself. And, and for me, it's just, it's the experience um, and, and getting through it. Yeah, I want to be fast. And yeah, I want to, you know, finish better than I did before. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. As long yeah. as I don't go back to last year, runner's world. <laughs> as long as I don't get that bad again. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I think well, about when we did broad, I know that was like, we all wanted to PR cause it was like a down downhill course, which I don't even notice, yeah. but it, it, it ended up being horrible. And I, you know, you're like, oh, you know, we, we really want, actually, I think I PR'd, but I didn't, that was only because I stayed with me. I certainly didn't, but there was a number of different issues going on that day. But I think, you know, that's, <laughs> that's part of the mental game too. Cause I've run courses that they say, oh, this is an extremely fast course. And I've had terrible times on, you know, like, yeah. so you know, you can't let it get in your head and you just got to kind of take it for what it is. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, finishing is, is what's, <laughs> is what the most important part is. So, um, well, and, and I don't, I think we need to not forget why we run. So, you know, my, my motivation for running or my mental reason for running is a whole lot different than probably everybody else's, um, that, you know, I mean, everybody has their own motivation. So, Mine is more, has always been more of a social thing. And, you know, the joke is that the first half marathon I ran or the first race I ever ran was at Disney without children, you know, and, you know, I, it's my getaway. And so, you know, when it's stopped being fun or when something isn't fun anymore, then, you know, do I continue to do it just because I like going because I can go to Disney without running and I can be a really good cheerleader, Um, obviously not a cheerleader, but my jump, my jump, you know, my jump's getting a lot better. Yeah, I was a cute cheerleader. It was, it was fun. It was a fun costume. I think that, I think that sums us up perfectly. We run, especially Disney races, to not be with our kids. I like that. (laughs) My kids are in college, so I'm, I'm out of that one. I run because of, um, I run because of rule number one, and that's cardio. Yeah. When the zombies come, I'm going to be ready. Of course, I'm injured now, so I'm like the first one to go. So well, maybe not. And that's a Zombieland reference, in case anyone has never seen the movie Zombieland. No, I never saw it. Haven't. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, haven't oh, it, it would make sense if you saw the movie. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I run because I'm like, I love the whole concept of being your own transportation. I know it sounds weird, but to be able to travel 10 miles on your own two feet, just I find it fascinating and amazing and empowering. You know, I mean, Think about it, you know, I just, and I, the whole aspect of the finish line, like, you know, not many times in life, do you set a goal and you have a very concrete finale, like you accomplish this goal, but when you, when you run a race, you cross the finish line. I mean, that's like, boom, right then and there, you accomplish something big. And, and for that moment, you just feel like you can do anything. And it's just, it's just crazy empowering. And I just love that feeling. It makes you realize that you can do other things and set different finish lines in, in life so you know I, I love it and I desperately miss it I cannot wait to to get back into running that's so. a great point because I, I tend to drive my route a lot and I'll think of it sometimes it's like damn I run this <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know it's <laughs> like this right. is, this is far like especially like my longer route it's like good god I can actually do this so that 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 definitely helps when you're yeah. at Disney and you're on the buses and it's like taking forever right. to get to a park, you're yeah. like, oh my God, I ran that. And just let there. me out. I'll just run it and I'll no, be sorry. faster, please. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Uh, Laura, you recently wrote um, a, a great blog topic about taking the dread out of treadmill, and that's something I struggle with all the time. I, I, the dread, the treadmill is my enemy. It's my arch nemesis. So what what are some things that you do to mentally kind of keep you on the treadmill? I, I'm a weirdo. I actually love the treadmill because I mean, you don't have to worry about weather. You don't have to dress warm. We don't have to put sunblock on. There's a bathroom like 20 feet away and a kitchen. So what's not to love? But... <laughs> Anyway, for those of you who are a little uh, less enthusiastic about their treadmill than I am, I like to pull, number one, I like to pull double duty. Uh, if I'm on the treadmill, I like to learn things by watching YouTube videos. You know, you know me, I love YouTube. So I'll watch YouTube videos on rating or how to vlog better or blogging tips. So I am learning while I'm running, pulling in some double duty. Also, bonus, if you are going to a run Disney race, if that's what you're training for, Make a playlist on your phone of different uh, uh, video recaps from the Run Disney race that you're going to, like Princess. Uh, we have a ton that I can link in the, the notes below. And that is a fantastic way to motivate you when you see other people doing the race that you're about to do and you kind of get a little taste of what to expect. I love doing that. Uh, number two is to have a television show that you are only allowed to watch while you're on the treadmill. For me, that's like a chick type related thing like Sex in the City or, you know, Jane the Virgin that my husband doesn't want to watch. So but you're only allowed to watch is. it while you're on the treadmill. Sorry? Jane the Virgin? Oh, it's awesome. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a telenovela. It's great. Or you go ahead and get a movie from Redbox or something that you have been dying to see, but you cannot watch it unless you are running. Oh, but number one rule is safety first though i, I kind of really should mention that um also is if you're going to be on the treadmill to really work it i kind of fall into the trap where i'll get a little lazy and i won't raise the incline you know i'm just trotting along watching my television show so there are some great great awesome treadmill workouts that i will also link below that will make it go faster also maybe run a mile and then hop off and do some crunches or some push-ups or some interval work to kind of break the monotony up um, <laughs> you guys always make fun of me, but I'm going to mention it anyway, but I love post-its and if I have like to do like a 20 miler on the treadmill because the weather is so bad, I will put 20 post-its on the monitor of my treadmill and then I'll pull one off it. for each mile. I love it. And I get that's, so teased when that, I post that. The part that. that amazes me with that is that you actually do it for every mile. Like I would forget and like forget where I'm at. <laughs> And have like I'd be at like mile like ten and have like you know eighteen stickers still on the on the treadmill like I would, I you would be terrible at that. Um, no, but that's great because then you count them and you realize that oh I get to take off three miles. It's like <laughs> oh it's like a little Christmas present. So yeah, I I love that. Also, last tip: if you are a writer or a blogger or or somebody, I love this recorder app, and I'll actually you know dictate you know novel notes or I'll dictate a blog. Uh, post over the recorder app i mean of course i'm breathy when i try to translate it later but i feel like i'm working and working out at the same Some time listens to this recording is like what was she doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so there you go that's my dreadmill tips that's Those are great stuff. it's really good yeah. and Maybe i do not. have one more i do have one more big thing to Ooh. stay motivated and mental mind tricks if you have ever been injured or if you were like me and if you were injured now and cannot run, really remember and hold on to that feeling of frustration and 
envy and jealousy and impatience and just that desire to get back onto the road. Think about that and hold on to that, that memory. So when you can run, you can remember how crappy you felt when you couldn't. And it's really going to help get you out the door and, and run because you can. I can't wait to run. You're going to be there soon. I don't know. You'll be there soon. It's a long haul, a long haul. <laughs> Just remember, you and Megan will be crossing the finish line next year at Marathon. What? I, I am the only one who hasn't signed up. Did she, did she tell you? Yes. That's so awesome, Megan. I'm so happy. I have not signed up yet. Yet. We have a while. Yet. 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 Signed up. Have not pushed the link. Well, I think that'll about do it for us this week. I think uh, a lot of good stuff, but we want to know what you're doing uh, to help overcome your mental issues and struggles with running. Uh, let us know. Um, give us uh, some shout, you know, give us some comments um, on our Twitter. You can find us at joyful underscore miles. You can also find us on Instagram at joyful underscore miles. Uh, joyful miles on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Pinterest. Just search joyful miles. Uh, and all, obviously joyfulmiles.com uh, is where you'll find all the blog posts, the wonderful tips, especially um, a lot of the ones we talked about today. Uh, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast uh, so you're not missing a single episode on your long run so you don't feel panicked about what you're going to do. Uh, so you can just listen to us. And also be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us the thumbs up if you like what you're seeing. And that way you'll be well entertained on your treadmill runs uh, so you don't miss any of our videos. And like Laura said, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of good ones, uh, especially from the race recaps. Uh, princess is coming up. Uh, Lara's kind of the princess expert. These girls uh, <laughs> have a lot of input on princess. And we'll be talking about that uh, in the coming weeks, too. But a lot of great videos to be sure to check out there. So um, for Lara, Jackie, and Megan, and myself, we want to thank you for listening. Have a joyful day, and we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs> you got to do it every week. <laughs> <laughs>